everyone, and welcome to the Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Rowan, and along with my wife, Jill, we serve as the lead pastors of a three-small-location multi-site church, C3 Camden, Picton, and Thoreau in southwestern Sydney and the Illawarra. this podcast, Jill and I discuss all matters ministry and share some of the things we've learned and are still learning along the way in our 30 plus years of pastoral ministry experience. It's our particular hope that this podcast will be of help to small church pastors and their teams and encourage you to continue to minister effectively to the wonderful people that God has entrusted into your care. that we express on this podcast are our own and not necessarily those of the church or denomination that we're a part of. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback, any comments or suggestions on any topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. To find out more about us or our church, check out the show notes for links to all the relevant socials and websites. So without any further ado, let's get into today's conversation. Well, hi everyone. Welcome back. We are back for another episode of the Ministry Matters podcast. I'm here with Jill. Hello, My better half. We well, here we are. How are you going, babe? Yeah, not too bad. Good. Not too bad. We're going to uh, get into some family stuff today. We are in this episode. Yeah, we're going to talk about our kids, pastors' kids, ministry, ministry, family life, family life. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll do more than just uh, one podcast on that topic. But uh, we did have, um, well, we did have uh, feedback from one of our kids this week after our first podcast saying, good, keep talking about family stuff, it's good. Yeah. So that's good. So that was encouraging. Well, they weren't all screaming, no, don't talk about don't it. Don't talk about it, but we might, <laughs> we, we promise we won't embarrass We won't kids. embarrass them and we won't give um, personal details. No. Or things. Not without permission or anything like that. No. No. So we really wanted just to maybe in this episode talk about uh, how to, how we can balance the whole ministry family life. And so this goes for people who are pastors or people in teams, mm. especially those of you who, uh, we, you know, we have numbers of our, our team that maybe aren't pastors, but, uh, but church has been their life and a big part of their, their, their life. And so because of that, their kids grow up, their family life grows up. And in many ways, it's, it's quite similar to the old PK. They, they experience some of the highs and lows and the challenges and the and the advantages of mm. all of that. There's some good things. There's some challenges in in being uh, a kid, a, part, a ministry kid. So we realise that you know not everyone has got kids. So this might not be applicable to you. But but for those of you who do, um, we just wanted to kind of address certainly not give answers because we we've we stumbled across. We were just talking about things. that before, saying we're sort of almost reluctant to talk about this because we certainly aren't perfect with it, and we haven't been perfect. But then we went, you know, we thought. It's we we've got just as much to say as the next person, yeah. and you know, let's just share what we've done and yeah. what we know. Because one of the things that we are really pumped about is that we have a good relationship with our kids, who are all adults now, so they are um, 
as you know, the five of them are between 20 and 30. Yes. Yep. And um, we have, we've, we wanted, so we were talking before about, you know, we want to, we want to encourage other people to be able to win their kids and not lose them uh, throughout ministry life. While still being able to, to do ministry life and yes. not having to lose your family. I remember it was at uh, Joe Moore said to us, "Don't sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry or something like that." As she said years ago, so uh, I can't remember. Yeah, something to that effect. So we don't want to, you know, lose our family in the process of ministry, but I also think that we don't want to lose ministry in the process of of a family life either, um, because it's part of what we're called to do. I, I even wonder if um, maybe that, that there's been a bit of a pendulum swift shift. You know, I'm very big on pendulums and think we tend to overcompensate things and they get balanced, but. You know, there's always exceptions, but I think by and large there was this kind of prevailing view in the 90s when we were having our first kids um, in pastoral ministry that like, you know, oh, you just do God's work and God will take care of your kids. And mm. we had a whole generation of 90s PKs, pastor's kids, who rebelled against that because yeah. they felt like they were neglected, didn't they? Because what that really looked like was on how we, we took it to, we read it was that it, you had to be very strict that yep. meant um, the whole thing of what was the old saying? Uh, spare, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Spare the rod, spoil the child. So that yeah. was kind of the you know you had to be strong disciplinarian, you had to be very strict, and you had to expect a high amount of you know respect. Uh, it wasn't children need to be seen and not heard, but it was almost like in front of other people and there certainly was in front of the expectation, church. Expectation wasn't there. They had to be on the kids. very well behaved, and they had yeah. to be a model child, yeah. and that they. And there was this ex- yeah, there was this expectation. Well, you know, I think part of that probably came out of Paul's, you know, challenge to Timothy. You know, that the elders should, you know, manage their own household well and all that mm. sort of stuff. But we've seen that taken to a point where we've had people say to us, "Well, I can't do ministry because you know one of my kids is not walking with the Lord or something." And it's just like I don't think that's the intention Paul had. I mean, ultimately, no. there's free will. Every child, every every human being has free will. Our job is not to. We can't force. Children. I think maybe that was part of it was there was this expectation that you had to almost force your kids into Christian life or into the cookie-cutter Christian life. And, you know, kids being in a Christian school, well there was, behaved there was expectation on them, oh, you're pastor's kids and you're in a Christian school, there's yeah. this unrealistic expectation on mm. kids. So that wasn't mm. healthy either, was no, it? No, it wasn't. So, um, you know, that was a 90s kind of thing, early 2000s, I think. Yes, as I said, there are exceptions. But that was a fairly strong prevailing view in that so time. So a lot of stuff about what um, they shouldn't be able to watch on TV and what games they shouldn't yep. play and what books they shouldn't read and all of yep. that kind of stuff. No Simpsons. <laughs> Shout out to our oldest that always um, say they weren't allowed to watch Simpsons. Definitely no Harry Potter. No Harry Potter in those days. No, <laughs> heck no. Yeah. So, you know, and, uh, so there was that. Yep. Which I think has caused a bit of pushback. Mm. And I, I think as is so often the case, sociologists tell us we do overcompensate. I reckon if I had to guess in today's world, I think we're in a, in a stage and hopefully it'll just balance itself out. But I think we're in a stage where the generalization is now that we probably have swung the pendulum a little bit far the other way. And there's, and it's, it is a bit of a reaction to that negative push, 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 where it's now so, so child centered that everything goes on hold, including ministry life and all that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, we don't presume to be experts, but I think there is a way to negotiate mm. uh, doing what you're called to do while continuing to be able to establish and maintain some level of healthy connection, yeah. family life. I think hey. whatever era you're in, you're always going to have, there's always going to be something in uh, in the culture, 
some prevailing idea in the culture that makes you think, oh, this can't be my time because, you know, uh, of this um, of this that's going on and this is, you know, sort of the expectation, this is, this is what's, this is the norm and so I don't meet that so it mustn't be my time. And I think we've, it's net the convenient the, the call to ministry life, call to be a, a pastor to you know to to well the call to do whatever God's called us to do. It's never not always going to look convenient. It's not necessarily going to be easy. There is going to be yeah, it's a narrow road, road narrow gate. It, yep. It's uh, you know if we're waiting for you know sort of like the moment where we're going to sort of see this you know have this you know golden moment where you know everything is is perfect and suddenly you know we step into this you know great moment where the angels are singing and and everything's uh, perfectly rolled out for you it's rolled out it's probably not going to happen well you know every now and then you'll see a a christian family where it looks like that's the case and some of them maybe are perfect but oftentimes i find the those that have raised quote unquote perfect family christian families which i don't know if there is such a thing but Mm. you know there can be a judgmental and a criticism towards everybody else, but but part of why we're doing this podcast is that life is nuanced. Life is yeah. life is just up down. It's just messy. It's we're putting washing away. We're doing stuff. We're washing the dishes. We're just trying to do everyday life, doing homework, copious amounts of homework. Five kids. I mean, goodness me, you know, I did all those HSC assignments and mm. and book club book. Parade, I think book parade is. <laughs> book parade. Sorry to the school teachers. I think book parade is from the pit of hell. I, uh, that thing. I think that's this week, isn't it? It's just been this last week it. as we record this. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Uh, oh, you go. Oh, you're getting all bless. sympathetic now and all. Bless, bless. bless. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> uh, all that sort of stuff. There was one year where we decided to put effort into book. We put parade. effort in, and they won, didn't they? Yeah, it was like the one year <laughs> where the kids dressed up and they won. It was only two. Wasn't Amy and Michael? I think at the time. <laughs> And they both, yeah. One, one went as one. She went. Amy went queen as the Queen of Hearts. And yeah, we got photos. Yeah, yeah. And, and they I won. Even it was made like, a costume for Mike. And you it was did. Like Peter he Pan. was Peter Pan or something. It was amazing. Right, we did it once, uh, look, folks. It's, it's got to be easier these days. You just buy it and buy. You could costume. buy a costume. You yeah. buy I don't a costume know. Some, in the 90s. some of the parents still go out for it, but you know, it was like you know, there was this whole sense of. Oh, there was one time, Beck was supposed to be. Oh, she'll she'll correct me on this. She was supposed to be something and. The shoes either didn't fit or we, or we forgot shoes and I got there late. And She didn't have shoes. She didn't have shoes so they've just made her Pocahontas instead because <laughs> Pocahontas doesn't wear shoes. Oh, dear. <laughs> didn't wear shoes. Pocahontas doesn't wear shoes so, <laughs> so you can be Pocahontas. What was she supposed to be? You don't remember. Um, <coughs> I don't know. She Never must mind. have been some sort of oh, yeah. something with her. Joys of parenting. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're doing busy ministry life. You know, we're both in pastoral ministry and doing stuff, whether, you know, whether we were paid or you were probably partly on staff and partly not at that time, but you were still doing unpaid ministry stuff. Mm. Um, I stayed home for 14 years. Yeah, that's right. Yes. You still did a lot of ministry stuff in that time. Lots of volunteering in those years and study. Yeah. So, you know, busy life. And it was like, how do we do this? And so we're not presuming to be an expert. I, I yeah I get a bit I get a little bit frustrated when the perfect cookie cutter sort of assumes everyone's the same, I, and I've found oftentimes the cookie cutter stuff isn't as sweet and cookie cutter as it looks anyway. There's usually a few bits that have leaked out from underneath because that's just family that's just life, and yeah. you know I think we need to give ourselves permission to go. It doesn't come with a manual, and then we parenting is hard enough, and then we add in things like. Uh, you're and ministry wouldn't but politicians would have the same thing. You know people who are yeah. in the public eye, there is. Pressure. Pressure and expectation mm. that kind of even subconsciously gets placed on the kids. Like we would have, we'd have, you know, teachers would say to our kids, you you, you should be behave, better behave because you're a pastor's kid and mm. all this kind of stuff. And it was just, 
it was subliminally put upon them that added expectation. So I think if we can find a balance which says, hey, there are you're not going to you're not going to sacrifice your children for ministry, but you're also not going to give up ministry, give up your calling. I think there is a way to do to be able to try to at least messily do both. And that's mm. kind of always been our motto, hasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I think I, I definitely have had times where I've thought, oh, I don't think I, you know, I've, I think we all do question the call and I, you know, think, can I, is there another job? Can I resign tomorrow? Can I, can I, you know, God, do you really want me to do this? And, um, and I've asked those questions, that question many times and probably some of the times I've asked it would have been when I'm in the middle of messy stuff with the kids and really difficult you know, difficult and challenging seasons yeah. that we've had as parents and with um, numbers of challenging seasons with as parents. All sorts of things over the years and some of that combined in with my own, you know, personal struggles and losing my uh, you know, the grief of losing yep. both my parents and other things that have happened along the way. But I have had to go keep going to God and saying, yeah. you know, what what where's where are we at with what you want me to do, Lord? Am I still and Talk to other people. Yeah, uh, in the midst of that, especially if there was a real uncertainty, and um, but it was always, you know, yeah, keep going, and, and it might look different. The court, the, the the walking out of that might look different for a season. While as mm-hmm. while I manage, while we're managing things with family, definitely, yeah, you know? yep. and that's where we have to be able to give up self permission. Yeah, I've talked to other some other ministry women about this. We've talked about this thing. Of, let's give ourselves permission, mm. and I think um, definitely not just. For women, for men as well, but certainly, uh, you know, for mothers with with young, well, you know, with parents with young, young children, children, yes, and even you know, right through, really, it just depending on on um, on the child and on their what they're facing and what they're doing and what their journey is like. You have to, I think, you have to uh, to know your child. Yep. And uh, and what are pray, the appropriate expectations on the child? For your child, and you have to be asking the Lord. You know, and and be in tune with uh, listening, leaning into the spirit about what what's the best thing. And it can be really hard to make a decision of do I what do I do in this situation? Do I, you know, do I when it comes down to really practical things like do I not do I not you know go to the conference that we've planned this week, or do I not go to church, or do I not preach, or do I not do the ministry thing that's in front of me because um, I think my child my might child need needs me. me at the moment, and or you know. Uh, what, yeah, you know, how do I, yeah, how do I manage that? And so. So in the, in the 90s, the message was just do it and God will take care of it. it. That was a, that's So right. I think, you know, and, and probably. And you were applauded for that. That's right. That was like you're doing the right thing. I've left my child homesick with a babysitter so I could be here today and it was like, oh, good on you. That's great. Yeah. You, you've, you know. Yeah. Whereas I'm much more inclined, I've been much more inclined uh, in latter years to go, uh, oh, my child needs me. Yeah. And even now as adults, I will do that. Yeah. They still need you when they're adults. Yeah. And we know we've got two grandchildren now as well. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I lay everything down as well because I also know that um, God's got a call on my That's life. That's what we mean by that, striking that, that balance. The, church, uh, yeah. the people, there's a people that mm. need what we have to bring. Mm. And that's why we get up and do what we do because there's people out there that need it. So, folks, if you were looking for the perfect answer from this podcast of how are you going to just make it all work, I think we're not going to give you that because there, it relies on the Holy Spirit and there are times when your ministry stuff is your priority and there are times when your children will be priority. And I don't think I don't think it's an either or. It's it's discerning the Spirit and going, well, Lord, where are we at? What's what's the most uh, needed thing in this particular That's time? right. I remember... Uh, listening to Dan 
Allender and his wife, I can't think of her name, uh, talking together on a podcast last year and they'd been away with all their family, staying away in a, in a cabin somewhere, you know, as they seem to do in America, which sounds lovely. Go away for family holidays in cabins. I think it must be a pretty big cabin because I don't think they've got quite a big family. But they were talking about how they had this day planned. I think they were going to go out fishing or something and it was this big thing and they were looking forward to it and and there was one of the grandkids just had a ma- major meltdown this day and just it was just like, you know, she didn't go into all the details but obviously it was just like a, was a, it was a drama. Right. And they were all going, what's going on? We're in the car. Everyone's waiting and this child's having a, a meltdown. And so the grandmother, Dan Allender's wife, says she just makes this call in the moment. She's talking about listening to the spirit to just lay on the floor next to this child having a meltdown. Oh, wow. And go, I'm here. I'm with you. Yeah. And she went, everybody else, you guys go. Oh, that's I'm, good. I'm staying here. That's like, good. We're not going. Right. And she had the day with her grandchild and she was like, they were dis- yes, they were disappointed, but she just said, this child needs me this today. This is what was this most child important needs her right in that today. Moment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, she told that story and I, I love that because it it made me think we do have to go with our gut instinct sometimes. Yeah. And I regret times I didn't um, do what I, you know, made my instinct told me to do and I did. Uh, I felt, you know, I, I sort of succumbed to pressure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes pressure from myself, sometimes pressure from others that uh, I felt I was put under to have to do certain things, even though that wasn't really um, maybe, you know, what I wanted to be doing or what I thought I should be doing. And, um, yeah, so it is it is nuanced, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And I think if we can embrace that nuance and, like you say, be in the moment, that's probably what's going to uh, – keep your relationship with the kids. Like I, I took some notes. We just literally just sat down and just jotted a few things down before so that we'd have some decent talking points. We wouldn't be just waffling too much. And you, you were saying things like, you know, um, what are the adequate expectations on our kids? Like what do we, what do we expect from them that's suitable without being unrealistic or not expecting enough of kids, you know, because it's good for them to be, involved in church life it's good for them to have some ex, you know there to be some expectation especially as they're growing up and they're not old enough to make those decisions mm. for themselves so yeah you know what what do you think about that how do you do it i, I think we always try to just be encouragers of our kids didn't yeah we? i was just I was just gonna say i think we need to whatever encouragement we give i think we probably need to double it you know we need to just be really strong encouragers of of our kids so i'd say that for Parent, all parents, I think, young, yeah. young, you know, the younger generation need a lot of encouragement. It's not easy growing mm. up. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's getting more challenging to grow up. Yeah, they today need too. us to help uh, find ways to build their confidence, mm. find things, you know, uh, that they can do that they'll, where they'll have a win, where they'll mm. feel like they, yeah, you know, they're doing well. Which might be outside of. Don't put these mm. expectations that your kids are going to be pastors or preachers yeah. in the ministry just like you know the old adage of you know parents live that soccer dads and live their kid you know live their mm. own soccer dreams vicariously through their kids as though yeah. you know and they put these expectations on their children that somehow they're going to fulfill what they've had missed in their life and mm. i don't think that's ever going to be healthy yeah um, yeah i think when people say oh you know every one of my kids is in ministry i kind of think great but it, i doesn't that's no badge of honor yeah it's just every, if, if no matter what your kids calling, are doing if they're, if they're if being they're, in ministry is no better not not, not yeah. a better or more honorable yeah. 
thing to do than being any doing anything else. Is yeah. it? It's doing. You have to. We have doing to be where God wants us to be. Yeah, what God's called us to do, and that's great if it's ministry. But sometimes it might be people in ministry who shouldn't be in ministry. But there was an expectation that they should go into ministry. So, yeah, I think helping your kids champion what their interests are. That's right. Uh, and helping them in that um, is probably going to be the ultimate journey. And I, I think I we had written down here, which I think is important too. Is that if you if you've got kids if you're a, you know, a pastor or you're a part of a key team, uh, there has to be some acknowledgement. And if you're if you're not part of a key team and you happen to be listening to this, could I encourage you to to not be dirty on the fact that pastors' kids and ministry kids do get some other benefits because there has to be they they give up a lot because they're in the public eye. We talked about some of those things. There's some unreal unrealistic expectations upon them. They're often there late. Like last night, um, we just had our opening of our Elevate workspace, and and uh, we had you know a few of our key teams w- kids were back late with us, and there was leftover sausage rolls. And I said, come on, that's <laughs> some of the perks of the job. I'm just joking, but I'm I'm just saying you know there has to be something. These kids have got to they're there till everyone else has gone and left them. It's and, not a massive perk. Leftover sausage rolls. Leftover roll. sausage rolls is not a perk. No, that's right. <laughs> this guy was just joking with him saying, come on, there's got to be something. You kids are hanging around here. It's 8 o'clock. Everyone's shot through, you know, 45 minutes ago. And I think that if you can keep the fun factor in yeah, it yeah, for your absolutely. kids, um, otherwise they just feel like they're being dragged from pillar to post. I think so. the atmosphere was the was the highlight of that last night that we, you know, we hung around afterwards but we put some music on and yep. we had a bit of a laugh while yeah. we were packing up and, and with the team and with the, those kids, with the kids, with the kids yeah. that were there. And that's the sort of stuff that, you know, hopefully makes it less. Hopefully they remember makes that. Makes it more bearable and less boring. Yeah. So if they can have, <coughs> excuse me, if they can have those kind of happy memories, there's going to be enough challenging memories in ministry life. So you want your kids, you want the kids growing up knowing, that, hey, there was some good times yeah, too. Yeah, I think you know? we've got to lift up that level of intensity. It can, we can get fined that ministry life can be very intense. Yeah. It can be, you know, especially when there's, depending on our personality and things as well and how we see things, but we can, you know, we can find that there's always something, there's always something that's not working as well as we'd like it to yep. be. And if we're living under that and we're communicating that and, and our kids are seeing that, it just it brings a real intensity. Yep. I think there's got to be some joy and lightness about um, ministry, about church life, about the family of God because well, it should be anyway. We should be flourishing that, and having fun. brings and, in that other question. Well, if there's going to be a fun factor to it because – there's definitely challenges in church life. There's going to be people who will say the wrong thing or you'll have bad days or people will leave the church and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, w- one thing I think we probably didn't do effectively as despite, you know, being encouraged to do so, I think we just lived out like we do with this podcast. We've always just talked ministry and I think it's probably been times where we've talked ministry more in front of the kids I, I, than probably we should have Um we didn't want to ever be that one that just had gave them those ones that ever just gave them some kind of naive mm. um, thinking, oh, mum and dad are perfect in ministry. We wanted people to know, no, ministry life's hard. There are challenges. But maybe at times we aired our door, dirty laundry a bit too much. What do you think? Yeah, maybe. She doesn't sound so convinced, folks. It must have just been uh, me that was airing the dirty laundry. Yeah, I don't know. I, didn't, I can't we, really recall now. I well, mean, I definitely didn't want them to was, feel like it was isolated from them but but also didn't yeah. want them to get jaded either and maybe at times they've been jaded by some of that. I We do talk a lot. We talk a lot about things. You and I, we, like yes. we talkers, we talk. Yeah. So it's hard to live in a house with five with children five over yeah. a, how well, many Especially when they were teenagers, years. yeah. Um, and not, yeah, especially mm. when they were teenagers and they were up, up later than us. Mm. Um, we have to go out somewhere, yeah, to for a drive or True. to we a restaurant or whatever to, yeah. to get 
to be able to talk. So, yeah, yeah definitely I think there's things we, we didn't talk about in front of them but no. probably they did pick up on our on our own emotions when and, we were struggling and with they probably and our discouragement, and I'd say. Here's what I think on that. I, I think that if you've got to normalise that anyway. This is probably the downside of this whole message of never talk about it in front of your kids is that, you know, Pete Scazzaro tells us now, stuff leaks out of us. So if we yeah. if we're struggling with stuff in ministry, if we're battling through stuff, we can't fake it. Yeah, it's one thing for people to say, oh, I've never talked about such something in front of my kids. It's not whether you've talked about it. Did it leak out of it you? Did it leak out of you? <laughs> and chances are it did. Because you, so. be, you might be an absolute cynic, but yeah. you know, in in your demeanour and in your general, you know, in a general sense. But just because you've never spoken about something, doesn't mean they haven't picked can, up on it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So I think it's more including them, letting them wrestle through themselves at age appropriate with the 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 challenges, the highs and the lows, the pros and the cons of ministry life. And I'm sure this applies to all areas, but we're, you know, this is our area of expertise is, is ministry life because it is that public thing. Yeah. And I uh, think, you know, have, like you said, I think if we can create ways like we did last night and that was just, it wasn't really even intentional. It was just a bit of a, a moment that happened, but I think, you know, I can think of that sort of stuff with our kids as well. And even some of the little traditions that we had with a few other families over years, especially if they've, you know, when they've got other church uh, friends or family or if they don't, you know, we encourage them to bring a friend that doesn't come to church to to something or, you know, invite them to our house if we've got other people. So they've got someone to hang out with. They're not the only one there that doesn't have any a friend to hang out with. And, um, yeah, and make it fun. You know, have a table with kids' food and have have stuff that's appropriate to to them or have them have their own zone or get pizzas pizzas for them when they're young adults or, like, just be thinking, be thoughtful about it. Mm. Yeah. I think if we have the mentality that these kids are on this journey and they didn't vote for it, they're yeah. in it, then I think then we can be more upfront about encouraging encourage them and providing opportunities for them to, to, to take the wins and celebrate and enjoy the journey a little bit more. And one of the other things I think is that, you know, we our kids benefited from was friends with other pastors' kids, other mm. ministry kids, yeah. their peers, and then also – um, pastors' kids who had grown up as adults, and either some of them were pastors themselves, others didn't go into pastoral ministry, but had, you know, were 10, 15, 20 years ahead of them, had been through the pastors' kids who were then felt like they could mentor and, yeah. and understand um, what. Yeah, I think our, that's one that of was the, really good, wasn't the, it? One of the highlights of being, of networking. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in your own movement, yep. but it's networking with people who who do this, who do this stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, getting to know other families, getting to know other people who are in this, uh, yeah, who are in this space, and that's yeah, definitely for the kids as well. Yeah, I think um, that's yeah, that's been a huge benefit. And even now, we would, if we meet, this happened recently. We met, uh, I met, you know, we met some pastors. Got we've gotten to know some pastors in another, in another movement, and we had you know met met them and got to know them a little bit. And even their adult kids, yeah. I made. We, you know, we made an effort to, to yeah, get to know was, them. I really enjoyed getting to know their adult kids. Even as adult pastors' kids, those kids are, um, you know, that they, it's, they've it's done pe- that journey. We get that unique. Yeah. Well, that we unique we would journey. often we would often make sure if we had guests in, and this if you if you're not a pastor's kid, this sounds elitist. If you're not a pastor, yeah. but it was never intended. No, either. we didn't. But if it, we never tried to be elitist, but we also felt for the, all these reasons we're saying. And we would say, hey, not just our own kids, but the ministry kids, the key kids in the church, we'd often say, hey, come over here and meet them. And mm. we'd have guests that were just 
Steve and Deb White were just wonderful at just loving our kids when they were doing oversight for us. They knew all our kids by name. But, you know, our kids yeah. remember the kindness that people like that have shown them, people who, who they, they look up to. Oh, yeah, they definitely know. They'll, they'll remember if someone, yeah. uh, if someone spent time with them. Well, I'm just thinking like last night I was walking through packing up and little Elise, Amanda's daughter, Kenny's stepdaughter, she says, Rowan, do you like me? I'm not your friend. <laughs> And I said, I'm your friend, Elise. And yeah. I said, she said, oh, that's good. I said, I would be your friend even if you weren't my friend. She laughed. <laughs> and she's only like seven. But, you know, th- that's a, that was something simple, but it was a memorable moment. Those, those, I was very mindful that that's a memorable moment for these kids yeah. is to, to think, oh, you know, the pastors, the people that we look up to, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think we're grateful for those in leadership over us, pastoral leadership and people in our movement who have – uh, shown an interest in our kids. Some of them still ring up now and talk to our ki- to our adult kids who aren't even in our church necessarily anymore, mm. but still mm. connect with them. So, yeah. um, as pastors, if you've got kids on your team, know their names for goodness' sake. Mm. That's a good Be starting kind point. Be and, kind to um, them. You know, I think kindness and 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 grace. Give them grace. You know, yeah. Don't be quick to tell them off when they have, you know, yeah, when they're. And they left their can of Coke on the floor in the church or something. Yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> Especially when they are going over and above yeah. involuntarily for mm. the kingdom because they're being on the journey with their parents. Mm. So, yeah, I, I just think that if we can foster that whole thing of letting those kids feel valued, yeah, it will mean a lot. And we have to protect them as well, I think, uh, from there's not always safe people in our churches and uh, sometimes, you know, although we're faith people, I mean, our churches have got a lot of faith people, a lot of good people. There are also people who come to churches who aren't um, people who can be trusted, and uh, or they could be they could be faith people, but they could be uh, you, you know they could be um, quite harsh with young people. Mm. They could be bullies, or they could be they could be mean, and they can just be unpleasant and yeah. they can be difficult. And um, so I think we've got to just. Be mindful of with all all our kids, not just pastors and ministers and ministry kids, but really protect kids because young because kids and young people can't speak up for themselves. No, they need right. we need they need us to advocate yep. for them. They need us to uh, be watchful mm. and be. And I think we can't underestimate watching them, making sure we know where they are, making sure they're safe, and even some of the people who might want to come alongside them. You know, we've got to we've got to we've um, got to watch minimize yes. opportunities for um, which is exactly. I mean, I'm sure when we talk about child protection, that'll come yeah. into it. But that's often the case too, especially with church families and ministry kids. You kind of can drop the ba- barrier a little bit and say, "Oh, they, my kids will be right; they run off all over the church." Yeah. Um, but because yeah, well, I'm busy, careful. I'm doing ministry. I, I, you know, I just need the kids to be occupied. So we've just got to watch that safety issue, haven't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Uh, trusting those kids, so trusting. Protecting the kids protecting by them. not just trusting automatically everyone around them, but yeah. being mindful of who's around them as well. So, yeah, I think um, if we can keep that kind of mentality of wanting our kids to enjoy the journey as much as possible, but also embrace the reality that um, there are hard days in ministry. There are days when you won't feel like continuing and even talking to your children about that so that they get the, the pros and cons, they get the benefits and they also understand the weight of it. So if they do decide to, do church ministry themselves. At least they've been exposed to the realness of of life. Yeah, yeah. Also, I didn't don't think we had this down, and we'll, we'll finish up. We need to get fin- we need to finish up. But we've got to eat our dinner. We've got to eat our dinner. But yeah, just um, 
one more thing I was thinking of was now I've gone blank. You've gone blank. Now I've gone blank. You talk oh. about getting about getting our dinner. Getting now your dinner. Now she's thinking dinner. about food. Well, I was going to say one more po- one more point. Say? I was just going to go the full circle thing from we talked about the hyper drive thing, and then mm. and then I, I'm concerned that maybe we're potentially pushing them the other way. I would say um, to ministry kids, you you don't need to some ministry parents. Yeah. You don't need to feel guilty the other way as though now what you need to do is you need to um, fully embrace every your child's every dream and desire and live vicariously and let them go to every sporting game and let them, you know, do all their art, all that stuff. I think there has to be some balance there. That our society is definitely pushed that way, mm-hmm. which I think psychologists probably are telling us that that's not always healthy either because mm-hmm. now the children um, don't have appropriate boundaries. So I think if you can just be mindful of both um, that – you know, we probably didn't allow our, especially our older kids, we, I think in hindsight, we were probably, we didn't give them enough opportunities for doing extracurricular stuff. Our kids joked that, you know, mm. didn't get a chance to do so much stuff. Yeah. Um, as we got, as, as we moved into the younger kids, we probably moved away from that, that perspective a bit. But I reckon at times I see ministry people probably just dropping ministry completely and it's so far down their priority list because I have to do everything for my kids. Yeah. And I would say, like we said, be mindful of the Holy Spirit. I, you know, I, we're not, as pastors, we're not going to come and correct or presume to direct that mm-hmm. necessarily, but I would encourage you to do some self-reflection on that. Yeah. If, you, if you're never at church mm-hmm. on a Sunday because you're busy with your kids yeah. um, or you're there once a month and you're in ministry, Maybe you're not effectively doing your ministry call, mm. Um, mm. so there are you just just be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And find also, that balance. Yeah, remember what I was going to say. It was uh, you know, don't. I think I would, if I had my time again, I wouldn't worry as much, and and I would encourage people not to worry uh, about. Oh, you know, where are they at with God? And are they, oh, yeah. are they you good know, point. where are they at on the, you know, how on fire for God are they? Yeah. And, I, and is that reflected through? Are they worshiping? Are they praying? Are they doing this? Yeah. Are they doing that? Uh, you know, and to not to to pray for them and trust God with them and and get on and have a good relationship yeah. with them. And if they're <laughs> questioning things, and if they're not sure, and if they, you know, uh, go down a different path, and it seems it seems concerning to you. You know, obviously, you know, depending on their age and what's appropriate to be able to, you know, what mm. what's 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 appropriate input to give, you know, age appropriate input. I I think we have to, again, think about we're here for the long haul. Yeah, we want to have longevity. We want to have relationship with our kids. We don't want to lose. We don't want to lose relationship. Well, we've we've definitely seen that where you've got your perfect quote unquote Christian kids who are all on fire through high school. Mm. And then they become young adults and they just – we saw so many of them would yeah, just go off the jaded. rails yeah. and become jaded because it was all pressure and it looked all pretty on the surface and then they just crashed and yeah. burned and became disgruntled with church life, That's became right. disgruntled, you know, ostracised from their parents, their parents disowned them, all kinds of horrible things. And, you know – there was a lot – that's a lot of the ones that went, went through purity culture. That's we've, right, yeah. We know of that. Um, yeah. Now, that, I think for, for us our big win, and we love our kids, like you said, is that – all our kids. We have a good relationship with our kids. We still have fun with our kids. Mm. Um, and, and they still, they still, uh, even though they wouldn't maybe align with all of our perspectives on things, they don't. No, they don't. We're okay no. with that. And that's okay. And they still, we know that they, uh, they still love and respect us. And we know that, and you know, we we see time after time where they'll 
where they'll tell their friends to talk to us about stuff. Yeah. Which we think is a compliment. <laughs> yeah, well, often they'll say things like, you know, oh, my, you know, friend, my par- friend's parents wouldn't do that or whatever, but, but you, you know. Yeah, or they'll say, oh, do you know my friend did such and such and their friend said, well, them, their parents and their parents said, well, don't come home if you're going to do that mm-hmm. or you're not welcome here or what. And they're like, but you guys wouldn't do that. And, and we uh, said, no, definitely not. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. Yeah, so, you know, we're grateful that uh, through it all, um, I think the big thing that we're grateful for is we've stumbled across it more than anything is that we've managed to have um, still have good relationship with yeah, our kids. Love and acceptance. And, and they're not all, you know, what some people would think, oh, you know, they've made different choices in their life, but they, they're all they're good amazing. kids. They're amazing kids. They mm. are faithful. They are always thinking about other people. We're so grateful for that. And, and just the fact that we can still have a relationship with adults yeah. Um, is is a blessing. And I think that's something that we would encourage you to strive for above all else is what's the point in losing a relationship with your kids? Um, like you said, it's a, it's a long game and, and nearly every kid will deconstruct or try yeah. to figure something out or, or will have a time where they, they become jaded about something or make poor choices in their world in some way. And wouldn't it be best if they if they know that even though mum and dad might not agree with everything they've done, mum and dad's door is always open. They can always come and ask questions. And I think that's been our philosophy. Yeah. Um, that they hopefully our kids know that they can knock on our yeah, door. Yeah. Well, you know, not yeah when it's convenient <laughs> for us guys. Not if you're listening to this. And you know, I guess what I what I didn't say what we haven't sort of said is I you know I was a troubled kid and I was a, I was a troubled teenager. I had my challenges in that. So I totally get yeah uh, navigating that season yep. of life and yep. how hard it can be. And, yeah, totally. Um, for lots of reasons. Yeah. So my heart goes out to them and I think, yep. yeah, they need lots of loving love and um, encouragement. Yeah, and being able to have them in our world and have their friends in our world, even as adults, has been it's been special, hasn't it? Mm. So we're grateful And we have for people who, who we um, don't need to give details to, but we we have people who pray for us and for, yep. our, for our family. Yep. And sometimes when there's things are tough, we'll say, you know, can you pray? Things Confidentially, yeah. There's some things happening or such and such or someone's sick or whatever, you know, and they, they don't ask for detail. They don't ask. They don't – it's confidential. Yep. And I think that's the thing. If you're going to ask someone to pray for your kids, they have to be a vault. Good And if call. they ever – if they ever even once breach that, then that's it. That's not yeah, – that's <laughs> You never true. ask yeah. them again. Yeah, we've been grateful that we've had and still continue to have some very faithful people who pray for our kids, mm. pray for our family life, yeah. pray, pray for this sort of stuff, the balance of ministry and family life. So, yeah, yeah. yeah find people in your world, ministry couples, ministry individuals. Mm. If you've, you know, whether you've got kids or not, find people in your world who can pray for you, support you. They don't even know, need to know all the details. And yeah. Let us know. Jonathan Kelly's got some really good guidelines on how mm-hmm. to um, how to get a team of prayers together yeah. and what to say to them and That's what not right. to say to them. You don't yeah. have to air all your dirty laundry in front of them. That's no. not what they're there for. That He's got some really good guidelines he yeah. can die on that and they did that. So, um, you know, yeah. if that's something you want, let us know and we'll put you in touch with John. I'm sure he'd mm. be happy to give you some guidelines on that as well. Yep. Yep. So that's um, that's what we've got to say for today on the topic of, what do we call it? How to win your kids and not lose them while still doing what you're called to do. That's what we're talking Great. about. Great. We'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Thanks see for being with us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ministry Matters podcast. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you or you think it could be to others, we'd be so grateful if you'd share it with your friends on the socials. So before you head back into your day, if you could take a moment to like our Facebook and Instagram pages and share them with your friends, that would be awesome. 
You can find us by searching at Ministry Matters Podcast, all one word. And one last thing that just helps the podcast algorithm to work for us. We'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts so every new episode will be loaded straight to your device. For those of you watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring the bell so you know when a new episode drops. All the links you need are in the show notes. So thanks so much for being with us today and we look forward to talking to you in the next episode.